everybody, welcome back to Pagan's Reading Nook. My name is Pagan, and today I am joined by a really special author friend who is also part of the Romance Riot. You've already heard a couple of those authors stop by the show, and that is Lori Ann Cohen. Did I pronounce your last name correctly? Because I'm you did. terrible with names. No, you did. It's fine. It's Cohen, so it's totally fine. You did Perfect. well. Perfect. Okay. Uh, but Lori Ann is new to the show, and Lori, welcome to the show. I'm Thank so happy you. you're here. I'm delighted to be here. So you are a paranormal romance author, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes, I am. That is awesome. And you have, I think, four books out? Is that correct? Yes, I do. Four. I can't look at them, but I'm just like in amazement that I did that. <laughs> like my children. You have four books out, and then you also have some Kindle Vela stories, which we will talk about later because those are also new to me. I had to like yes. go hunt down, and I was like, what is Kindle Vela? I've never <laughs> heard of that. What is this? <laughs> So I had to go learn something new today for this, which is so totally cool. But you mm -hmm. have some demon books, you have some vampire books, and we're going to talk mm -hmm. all about the cool ones. Um, obviously, the one that I have from you is the one that was featured in Tanlines and TBRs, and that's Vampire's Kiss, yes. which I have not gotten to yet. <laughs> there were that's so fine. many books. <laughs> that's, that's totally fine. There's so many books in so little time. And, you know, the pro the wonderful thing and the awful thing about the romance riot is it's like my TBR trebled. Oh God. Yes. Yeah. And it, the funny thing about 10 lanes and TBRs also hit the same time as the stuff your Kindle day. Mm -hmm. And I ended up probably with like 70 books out of that run. Wow. So I'm just like, am I ever going to get to these? Gosh, I hope so, no, but no. probably not. <laughs> and then I have author friends who are also be like, Hey, you signed up for my arc. And I'm like, I did when <laughs> i'm so careful about like signing up for arcs because i mean i i think i'm probably better now for beta reading at this point mm -hmm. um but like for arcs i'm just like until i know that i can do it i'm just i'm worried about it but there's certain people i'm like no i want to arc that yeah i i feel that way with some of them there's i've gotten there was actually a few that i don't know how i ended up on the list because i like tracked back and i'm like I have no like sign up sheets. I've got nothing in my, you know, because I try to write down when I sign up for an arc as well, because otherwise yeah. I'll forget. Mm -hmm. Um, but there was a few of them that I'm just like, how did I end up on your list? And they're just like, Oh, we saw you were a podcaster and we went through your website and tracked your email that way. And I'm like, Oh wow. thank you. I don't know if I'm gonna get to your book anytime soon. They're like, just yeah. whatever. And I'm like as long as it's whenever, not like immediate, if we're good. I, you know, <laughs> I consider myself a ballsy person, but I like I I admire that kind of chutzpah because I don't think I would do it. You know, unless we had like, like if I knew the person well enough and they said it, but I just wouldn't go find someone and be like, here, read my book. I just I don't. Ooh, I feel so I... uncomfortable today. <laughs> I think a really big part of it is I think I made a TikTok basically saying authors send me your books I want to read them. Oh, and it was okay. one of those yeah. you know sounds that somebody else did and I used it and I, I think that's where I may have kicked myself in the ass yeah. doing that and I'm like oops yeah <laughs> yeah so I just I may have opened a door to some portal to hell of books that I didn't know existed doing that. Yeah. I, I'm also very careful when I see people who do that because I'm like, okay, I, like, I don't want to give you all four of my books. Yeah. Like if somebody does that. So I'm just like, well, try this book. And it's generally whatever like the newest book is. So if I saw that now, I'd be like, here, it's marked by the vampire. Short. There you go. That's the best way to do it. So 
your demon books i'm assuming are your older books your yep, first published. my first two yeah my first babies yes so let's talk a little bit about them what made you decide to go down the road of demons okay so it's a funny and not funny story at the same Fair time enough. <laughs> so i happen as an actor as a person to like michael fassbender and michael fassbender played a demon on a show called hex he played azazel and he's not a very nice demon and i remember watching i never finished watching the show but i literally watched like a super cut of his scenes on youtube mm -hmm. and that's fine and i remember thinking okay well he's gorgeous and he's evil but like could you have like demons that were gorgeous but like not evil like what if they were just sort of you know part of our society as a whole and really like just sort of have gotten a bum rap through the centuries they're really like the the beings that are sort of holding the balance in the universe together like because sometimes my mind is weird and i would create i also commuted to work at the time so i had a lot of time to think so i started writing the book in my head like a number of years before i actually started to write it mm -hmm. like i would just like write scenes in my head but i never thought about putting it down on a page um, and the end of 2017, my mom, who, uh, we lived in the same house died mm -hmm. and I was just in this kind of big apartment all by myself, sort of like rolling around like Miss Havisham, not really sure what to do with myself. And just one day I just started writing and it was very slow going. And then that was in 2018 and I didn't do a ton with it. And then the pandemic happened. And a friend of mine just started doing like Zoom, like Zoom nights where we'd all get on Zoom and do work on stuff. Mm -hmm. So I really started to write it in earnest in 2020. I'm gonna tell you what ended up on paper is not much like what I wrote a number of years before in my head. <laughs> it's usually how it works out. <laughs> oh, it changed a lot. And Declan and Anya were very hot for each other and wanted to get right to that much sooner than I had planned for them. And I've learned about myself now that I am not a slow burn person. It takes, it. I have to work at being slow burn. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that in my own books too, where I'm mm -hmm. just like, y'all just, you keep trying to pine for each other. Can you just get in the sack already, please? Just yeah, do it, right? just do yeah. it, it's fine. Like, I, had, <laughs> I had not planned for them to get frisky as early as they did. And I was just like, okay sure i guess we can go this route i love that i think that that's totally awesome uh the books are also on my tbr i have not gotten to them yeah. yet again because we just talked that's about funny. how extensive our tbrs are <laughs> yeah exactly. and i also blame tiktok tiktok is the yes. worst like yes. if you want to keep your tbr short don't ever get on book talk nope. don't nope. do it's it true. it's it's, it's a trap i promise it's a good trap, it's, but it's still a trap. <laughs> it's still a trap. Yeah. No, I mean, the books will be there when you want them. So that's yes. fine. Um, what I will say about Demon's Consort is as much as I love it, um, at some point, so, mm, I, I did things, I did things probably wrong, but like stuff that a newbie does, mm -hmm. which is, I think, important to realize that people, you know, you do screw up. I spent way too much on the cover and did not send it out for, for a professional edit because hubris mm -hmm. and I regret that. So I think one day I will probably go in and probably give it like a, a nice polish and shine up and 
you know, re-put it out into the world. I think it's a good story. I know it's got some issues, but I still think it's a really good story. And, you know, for those who are listening to the show, that's the one thing that you kind of have to understand about the indie versus traditional. Traditional, you get the mm -hmm. whole kit and caboodle. You get the mm -hmm. editor, you get the copy editor, you get uh, the line editor, you get all the stuff, plus your cover designer. Mm -hmm. And you get some marketing, not enough, but you do get no. some. Mm -hmm. And so you get the whole kit and caboodle when it comes to traditional publishing. Indie publishing, we're the ones doing everything. Yep. We do it all. And for indie publishers, it's just like, oh, just go hire an editor. Well, for the record, some editors will charge you thousands upon thousands yeah. of dollars. And that's for some people, that's not affordable. No. So if you get an indie book and you're like, oh, there's typos or this could have be written better or there's a little plot hole here. That's OK. Read the yep. book anyway. Yeah. I mean, just <laughs> just know that, like, we put our whole heart and soul into it. Yes. You the, know, the books in, that come out of authors are babies, literal babies. It, and it's like, oh, gosh, we have to send you out into the world. The world is mean. Please don't. Yeah, die. It, exactly. <laughs> like, and I did not like I think I knew one person who was an, who's an author at the time and I didn't really ask them and I wish I had. But I didn't really have like a support system of authors, of indie authors. I didn't know any indie authors. Like when I tell you I did this entire thing blind by Google, mm -hmm. I did. Like, and as much as I love my cover, I regret it because I spent too much on it and I'm literally still paying it off. Oh my God. Really? Yeah, I mean, this cover, cover was like $800. I didn't want, I hadn't been wanting to tell people how much it was, but I was on the voice, the voice chat for like, um, discord earlier and everybody's like, nah, how much was it? But now people know. So, I mean, and it's, it was a designer that an author that I love uses, but she's much more established. Yeah. You know, and she is an indie author, but she's much more established and she's got a huge following and I guess she can afford that. And I just, you know, I was like, I love the cover. And if I had to do it again, I would send it out for an edit and get a cheaper cover, you know, and less expensive cover, you know. I completely agree with that. And uh, one of my books that I I did all the work, I did all the things. It was all mm -hmm. me way back in the day. And, you know, I kind of was looking at them the other day because I took a break from the author industry for, mm -hmm. oh God, it's been like six, seven, eight, some years, a ridiculous amount of time. Mm -hmm. And of course the industry has changed so much for me yep. being out of it. I feel like I'm a newbie walking back into the door now. It's like, Hey, I used to live here, but everything changed. Wow. Everything is different now. That's how it feels. Mm -hmm. Like I, I feel like it never was in the industry before, but that being said, um, I hated the cover I designed. Like I loved Ooh, it back okay. in the day, but now I look at it yeah. and I'm like, oh God, what was I thinking? Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> and, I look uh, yeah, I look at the cover and I'm like, I still love you, but I It's a nice cover. Don't get me wrong. Like it's a yeah. it's a beautiful cover. Yeah. Um, I I totally feel that. Now out of all of your covers, Vampire's Kiss is the one that catches my eye. Oh, okay. Every that's time. So um that out of all the covers, that's the one that like really pops out to me. The others are good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. The others are good. They're, there's yep. nothing wrong with them. Nope. But that's the one that pops. I'm, um, I'm actually glad to hear that I am half responsible for that cover because I provided the male image. It's a good cover. one. It's very yep. good. <laughs> it's very I good. Also, I also provided the male image for Mark by the Vampire because that wasn't going well. And they were finally like, perhaps you would like to provide us with a male image and i was like sure 
I love that. And um, my new cover that's coming out on my book, um, I just got done through, uh, it's like a Git covers or something like that. Yep, that's where these, that's where Vampires they did and Mark such by the Vampires. A freaking good job. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When I, And I basically said, here's the old cover. Here's kind of what I want, but I really don't mm -hmm. know what I want. Surprise me. Yeah. And they, yeah, they blew my mind. They, they were struggled. so good. Yeah, they struggled a bit with Marked by the Vampire so that I just ended up going in a different direction. Um, and I, I'm not, I don't want to go into it just because I don't want to slag them off because mm -hmm. they are inexpensive, they work quickly, and I got the cover I wanted in the end. And I was actually very pleased with um, the female MC on the cover because She's they listened beautiful. to me. Yeah, they listened to me when I was like, she would not wear this. She's too young and she's too thin. Mm -hmm. And the second one they gave me was perfect. So I was like, okay, all right. Love so we'll it. Just, yeah, so it's fine. But I mean, I now I love the cover, but I also know that I provided the mail. So it's part of the reason I love it. I mean, but there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing no. wrong with being, and you know, I would say to those who are the indie authors or you're looking to become an author, be involved in everything. Yeah literally be involved in everything yeah. don't just kind of leave it up to somebody else because Agreed. you may hate it when it's done honestly exactly. i went back and i i had uh, a friend of mine who's an editor and um i went back as well and reread my book and the editor i had originally for my book fictional musings mm -hmm. was so horrible oh no she took out like all the commas and put semicolons in instead oh no and so oh, i'm no. just like why oh that's why? wrong <laughs> it's wrong and bad yeah like it's it's definitely like yeah so a couple things i've learned is like it's i was very specific with a mark by the vampire cover um and i think that that's okay mm -hmm. but i also knew that i had to at some point i had to be um very i had to be flexible so i think it's also important to be flexible the one thing I wanted didn't work. I had to try something else. And to be honest, I liked this, the something else that. Yes. And it worked um, really well. Really, yes. really well. Yeah. So I was, I was happy with that. And as far as editing goes, I think when you're first writing and like the editor gives you things, you feel like you have to accept everything the editor does. Mm -hmm. You don't. Like grammatically, I will always see to an editor. But sometimes they will mark things that are stylistic. Yes. Or that they want you to change that might change the voice a little bit. You don't have to accept those. No, you can leave it exactly. <laughs> there was one story that I wrote um, back when I was in college. And we wrote it in a deep south dialect, like mm. redneck deep south dialect. <laughs> okay. So when you read it, you could hear the voice mm -hmm. because that's how mm -hmm. it was written. It was written basically phonetically. And so you would read this and you just like the editors looked at it and they were just like, how am I supposed to edit this? Some of these aren't even words. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, right. read it how it sounds and you'll understand what it says. And then they're like, oh, it's in a dialect. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you have to read yeah. it how it's. And ultimately, I, that was also another story I originally cut out of one of the editions because it was also mm -hmm. terrible. <laughs> so terrible um and so i'm like no i'm not keeping that one um and it, my my new edition i'm it. also cutting two more stories out that were just okay. fucking terrible oh my god i like, get it i totally get it 
I, I totally do. There's like, I, I think about, I think about stuff I put in Demon's Consort that didn't need to be there that I was like, I now look at it and go, well, you were real fucking precious about that, weren't you? It didn't really <laughs> need to be there. But I wanted the scene that came after it and it only made sense with the scene that came before it. And I think now I'm actually a better writer than I yes. was. So that I either could have made that scene work the what I wanted elsewhere or made it work in a different way. But like now I read it and I'm just like, ugh, you're an idiot. But I mean, that's how you learn. Yeah, it's exactly how you learn. And, you know, it takes time to hone the skill of writing. Mm -hmm. And um, it also takes, you know, time. Sometimes it, for me, it was stepping away that made me actually be a better writer because I was trying right. to do so much. I was also trying to run a publishing company at the time. I had my own publishing wow. company. A lot. Oh, it was so much. I got to the point where I was, I hit total and complete burnout. I couldn't do anything. I was in just a horrible state. And mm -hmm. I eventually got to the point where I was like, you know what? I, I quit. I'm done. Right. And the tipping point for me was there was this Facebook drama that happened with a whole bunch of authors. Um, which, Facebook drama? Stop. I know. Facebook drama doesn't exist, right? But no. no. <laughs> it was so horrible. Um, and I got my name run through the mud. It was terrible. Oh, no, and, I'm sorry. You know what? I was just like, I'm done. Um, turns out, though, that the author who ran my name through the mud ended up in national mm -hmm. news about lying about some stuff. So I thought that was very interesting. A few years later, I was like, um... <laughs> Huh. Well, so much so that I actually didn't believe that it was true when they told me who it was. And I was like, uh, -uh. like she lives like four hours from me. And like, really? And they're like, yeah, Karma. she made national Karma. headlines. And I'm like, wow. Okay. Wow. So yeah, it, it was, was pretty it funny. Writer, was it for like writer stuff or just life stuff? Uh, she ran my name through the mud for writer stuff. Okay. For writer stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, after all the things came out in the news, she tried to come back around and be like, I had a mental breakdown. I want to be friends again. And I'm like, no, uh, no, <laughs> never again. <laughs> See, that is, that is very smart of you. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I'm one of those people that if you burn me, I'm like, bye. Yeah, exactly. It was fun. You have you been, no longer you, exist. You do well with your own life. I'm not involved yeah. now. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. If she didn't want to do it again. Exactly. So, Anywho, we digress. We, we apparently Lori and I are old friends, and we can just talk about anything at this point. So I guess so. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> uh, so anywho, we kind of digress a little bit away from the books. Now, mm -hmm. Demon's Guardian is book two of that series as well. Yes. Um, yes. And uh, is that series complete, or do you think no. we're going to go back and add more I'm to it? No, I'm definitely going back and add adding more to it because I I sort of wrote a whole found family nice love that and then i yeah so and then i wrote sort of backstories and possible romances for other people um so i'm actually working on matthew's book okay. um yeah and that's demon's heart and i'm hoping to get that out sometime later this year oh that's gonna be exciting yeah yeah it's very exciting i'm i'm sort of tussling with it because i'm not really quite happy with it and i've been debating going back and starting over from the beginning or just finishing it but I think I'm just going to try and just finish it because I'm not that far from where I want it to end. Mm -hmm. And then going back and just fixing it. So I think this is the book that's probably going to have the biggest amount of revisions um, nice. in it. Because I also want to do, um, I kind of maybe want to do a Christmas novella in that this year. Oh, I love Christmas yes. novellas. Those are so yeah. fun. 
Yeah. I love and that. I, te- I teased it, I think, in my um, in one of my newsletters earlier this year. So I'm like, well, now I got to put my money where my money <laughs> Well, you, you spilled the beans, so now you got to do it. Yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, now, we, we've talked about the demons. Let's move on to the vampires. So Marked by the Vampire is a novella. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, it is a novella. Okay. And is that, do you think you're ever going to go back and expand it? Is it going to be yes. a series of novellas? How, how are you thinking about this one? So, yeah, I think it is going to be a series of novellas. Oh, I um, like that. Yeah. So there's an, actually my, my, one of my old, oldest friends, Erin, who's also my, my first um, beta reader mm-hmm. and she still beta reads for me. Um, and I asked her, I'm like, do you want to beta read this? Because it's a more salacious than I've done in the past. I don't know how you feel about it. And she's like, yeah, give it to me. And I was like, <laughs> all right. Um, so th- there are two characters in it, a character by the name of Jack, who is Anderson's um, sort of second. Mm-hmm. And he's human. Um, and then Anderson's sister, who I is a flyby, it's a flyby for her. But I think uh, I'm going to do the next one's going to be about Jack. And then I might expand um, to Anderson's sister for the third one. And I think just, I think just three. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. I'm looking Mm -hmm. forward to all of them. Those are going to be amazing. Uh, I mean, honestly, you can never go wrong with a good vampire book in my opinion. No, no, Vampires are literally timeless. Ha ha, par par. (laughs) Ha ha. Puns. Puns. I got them. We got the puns for days. We got the puns for days. Now, um, Vampire's Kiss, you obviously have marked this as a series as well. It's book mm-hmm. one of one. So that means yes. there's going to be more to come. Yes. Yes, so, there are. Uh, let's talk a little about this series. Where did okay. you get the idea for it or the inspiration um, for it? So I was talking to my work friend, Suzanne, and I had been wanting to do something vampire And I was like, but I wanted to do it. Now, this started out on Kindle Bella. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I think I'm going to start the story on Kindle Bella. Like, what do you think about it? And she was basically like, if you write it, I will read it, which is why the book's dedicated to her. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. And um, so I started it on Kindle Bella, which is, you know, episodic content. Mm-hmm. And I was writing it and I got about halfway through it. And I went, I really like this. I really like this world that I've created. I really like these people I've created. So I decided that when it was done, I wanted to turn it into a book. Very cool. Um, and I I love vampire romances. I love vampire books. I love vampire movies. I, I, I have not watched Vampire Diaries, but I, I do love vampires and I've loved them for years. So I was like, I'm a vampire. So... <laughs> So and that's thus the story was born. That's the story <laughs> was born. And, you know, I think about like, okay, so Elias is going to be from Western Europe is going to be, okay, so Elias, we've got Elias. Everybody always does like English or Scottish or Irish. And I'm like, what else could I do in Western Europe? And I was like, oh, German. Mm-hmm. You don't see a lot of that. So, you know, I made him German and um, Abby is actually half Mexican and half Jewish nice well she's all yeah i shouldn't say half jewish she's half mexican half white and her father was jewish that's fair so yeah so that's what that is what i mean by that um but she's also not very you know religious um and that's 
while it informs the person she is, I always try and write characters that if they are kind of underrepresented, underrepresented, mm-hmm. they're just people as well. Yes. Like this is who they are. This is like uh, marked by the vampire. I have a non-binary character. Love it. That I don't say, this is my non-binary character, Mel. I basically just refer to them as they or them during the scene that they're in. And you're going to see them probably more in the other books as well. I wasn't able to fit them in more in this. And I was sorry about that. But like, I love the character. So that character is definitely coming back. Um, Anderson is Korean. You just, I, I try to sort of just think, well... If we've got people who are underrepresented, how can we do that? Now, Western European German men are not necessarily underrepresented, uh, represented, but you don't see it a lot. Right. Or at least I don't. So I try to sort of think outside the box just a little bit. And I wanted to think outside the box a little bit with, you know, Addie as well. And um, as much as I tried to make Addie kind of a loner, mm-hmm. I did kind of give her a friend in Clara. And then I introduced another vampire. Um, so I was like, yeah, this is going to be at least three books. Love it. Yeah. It's going to be so good. And, you know, yeah. I love that you are trying to be in a author who's inclusive to your mm-hmm. characters and representing. I mean, unfortunately, as much as I hate to say this, the market mm-hmm. is very whitewashed. Yeah, and it is. So it absolutely is. There isn't a whole lot of representation. I think that there's a lot of authors out there that are trying to be more inclusive. Yeah. And trying to bring more people of color and mm-hmm. different perspectives and different outlooks, um, mm-hmm. even different sexualities as far as the LGBTQ are involved, mm-hmm. and trying to make that basically give something for every or give give something to everyone. That's what I'm trying exactly. to say. Exactly. Exactly. It's like I know that um, in my first books, Anya and Declan are, um, they are white. He's Irish, she's Russian. Um, but I've got like, a, you know, I've tried to include some characters like Donovan is uh, black. Uh, Omala is uh, East Indian. Like I just, I'm just, I wish I had been a little more thoughtful about some of the other characters. You know what I mean? Like, um, Michelle, Michelle is actually from Mongolia. So, oh, but I, in like, yeah. Um, and with Luke, who's French, I actually sort of, I'm, I'm sort of like in Demon's, like, you think he's going one way, Demon's Guardian, and then you get to Demon's Consort, and then you get to Demon's Guardian, and you're like, oh, well, all right, Luke, you know, um, cool. But like, I try, as I'm writing more, I try to be much more thoughtful about the fact that our lives are inclusive we live inclusive lives so why shouldn't the characters in our books be inclusive i love that and i wish that we would see more of that i do see Mm -hmm. i am seeing it more and more now than i was say five ten years ago Mm -hmm. um which i think is a really great outlook to where the literary world is going because Mm -hmm. we are starting to see that we are not just a single set of characters in the world. There exactly. are vast amounts of people with vast amounts of personality and people of color and so much representation that is just kind of overlooked. And, mm-hmm. you know, I love that. And I see it on book talk and it, I try to hype it up and repost it and comment and kind of get more views to those people that are doing that. And I think that that's so awesome that you are also yeah. including that in your books because yeah. it's, 
desperately needed. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, it's important. I mean, it's the other thing that I thought was important is um, most of my female MCs, with the exception of the female MC in my anthology story, are over 40. Oh, I love that. I love that. So we also don't see that either. We see, nope. um, you know, usually it's like 18 to 25. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. 18 to 25 is great for, you know, your character starting out. But it's also kind of fun, especially when you get over the age of 30 and you're reading these books and yep. it's like, there's another 18 year old who's yep. trying to get, you know, basically screwed by somebody who's twice her age. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's and like, I like that, you, but I yeah. don't know if I like that enough that I want it in all my I'm, books. Yeah. And I'm not, a, it, for me, it depends on the age gap. I'm in my fifties mm -hmm. and while I'm not a parent, it's also very hard for me now to read anything where somebody is 18 mm -hmm. and they are trying to go after someone 40 because in my head I'm just like, oh, you're just a child. Oh, it's so cringy. It's way. so cringy and uncomfortable <laughs> for me. And by the way, that is no judgment to anybody who reads it. Like, you read what you like. This is a me thing just from, like, where I am in my life. You know what I mean? It, I don't it's mind not a bad the age. Thing, no. Yeah age gaps like if she's in her 30s and he's in his 50s like that's like you know also my life because i'm in my 50s and all the men in the 50s well women in the 30s but that's a different problem um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i mean i try to i try to make them a little older if i can um i try to make them kind of curvy or fluffy love it um anya started out as fluffy but because she's kind of a warrior she's just strong yeah. you know what i mean she's just muscular and strong and that's fine um she also really loves to eat so that's definitely she me. is a woman who fights barren forest exactly exactly so you know what that's important to me also try to make them my, my female mcs as much as i can because they are older sex positive yes love that, that too they've had sex before they like sex they're not like 42 43 year old women who are like i've never had sex before or like sex was different until i had it with you no they like sex they have liked sex in the past and they will continue to like sex yes and now with this person like sex is just better that's all yes and I think that that's something that is also overlooked in a lot of books. Again, mm -hmm. no shade to any authors who write. No, ways not at, at all. all. It, this is just, you know. It's just, just my journey. It's one of those things that discussing that we need to have the range of those things as well out there in the literary world. And mm -hmm. yeah, I do think that there should be a, a lot of um, books out there that are be like, yes, I am all about having sex. I'm not a whore. I'm not a slut, but I like right. sex. And yes, sex was, it was good till I met you. And then it was awesome. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think Anya even talks about that. She's like, look, I've had sex. I like sex. Sex is great. Sex with Teclin is the best thing ever. You know what I mean? And I'm yes. like, yeah, that's the way it should be because you're falling in love. But you're also in your 40s. So you've done things in your life already. Yeah. You know what I mean? You've, you've lived. You've got a past. You've lived. You've, you've had a full life. And I think that's the other thing. It's like they've they've got full lives. You know, I think my, um, you know, Sam, Sam King. Yes. She's in the Discord as well. Mm -hmm. She did a video about uh, Marked by the Vampire. And she was talking about um, uh, my character in this Abbey. And she's like, yeah, she can do stuff herself. But sometimes it's nice to have a vampire do it. I'm like, yeah. That's the whole point. Mm -hmm. She can do it, number one, but it's nice to have help. But it's also, 
important as a smart person to know when you're probably in just a little over your head. Yes. Yes. I love that. I, oh my God. Now I'm like, okay, I need to go read the books today <laughs> it's, because it's, it's like, these are, you're hitting all the yeah. points that I'm just like, it's, yes. <laughs> it's a slow, it's a slow process for me because I've become more thoughtful about these things as I've been writing. But frankly, also while I've been on TikTok. Yes. TikTok has know, shown me so many different things. It's, it's like, I didn't, and even some of the books that, I, you know, I've had shelved for a while that I've been working on. Um, I went back and kind of reread them and I was like, you know what? I need to change some stuff in here because this isn't as inclusive as it could be or should yeah. be. Yeah. And so I need to do better as an author. I need to do yeah. better as a human being. Yeah. Not saying that my books were bad in any way, shape or form. They weren't. They were just what I had been used to in mm -hmm. the industry up until mm -hmm. that point. And now the yeah. industry is changing again. So that way everybody has a voice and everybody's included. Yeah, exactly. And I think that we need to continue doing that. And yeah, it's okay to go back and fix your books to make sure that everybody's exactly. included and everybody exactly. feels included in it. I'm not saying that you exactly. have to, just saying that you should, yep. you know, be mindful of that. Exactly. Now, do I feel like I'm a deft enough writer right now to write a romance where the main character is non-binary? I don't know that that's the case. I don't know that I would feel right now mm -hmm. that I have enough, um, like that I'm, that I'm deaf deft enough or thoughtful enough of one day yes i would like to try it but i would also like to include characters that have full vibrant lives even if they're um secondary characters as well and one day with the hope of being able to sort of say yeah i now feel comfortable enough to be able to do that and make sure that i have sensitivity writers to do that you know what i mean yes and until yes. and until i'm completely comfortable with it i will trumpet people who write them all day long and hype you up you know. And I think that's a really great way to say, you know, I'm not comfortable doing this yet. And right. knowing that you are willing to do the research to understand, to talk to people mm -hmm. that live those lives and mm -hmm. understand exactly what that looks like. So that way, if you do choose to write one of those characters, you're not going to screw it all up and you're not exactly. going to offend somebody and be like, that is not how exactly. we are. I mean, exactly. Think and about... have to be careful of tokenism as well. Like you don't want to like, they're not the platform. Yes. That you're standing on. They are characters in a book and they are they are like rich and they live in your brain and you have to do justice by them. Yes. This is a writer, you know, those people are real mm -hmm. in your head. Oh, you know absolutely. What I mean? They could be real people you'd have conversations with. But other non-binary people may read that and I want them to be able to read that and go, Wow, she wrote a great character here. Like she wrote this is a great romance, you know, with mm -hmm. feeling and depth and all of that. I think that that's just so awesome. So incredibly awesome. And thank you for doing that. And thank you for to all the other authors who listen to this that Absolutely. are out there that are doing those things, making yes. those changes, because this is the path forward that we need. We need to make sure that as writers, as even readers, that we are mm -hmm. asking to make sure that everybody is seen mm -hmm. and heard. Yep. And it's not yep. just how it used to be. And, yep. and I love think that. I, yeah. And if you think I can do better tell me like please share that with me like share it nicely constructive criticism but constructive like if criticism, you think yes yes but if there's a way i can do it better i i i definitely want to hear that it's just like when i tell people like when you look at my content warnings if you see something missing please tell me mm -hmm. please let me know like i'm still 
like newer at doing it. Like I have to actually go back and add content warnings for both Demon's Consort and Demon's Guardian, which I plan to do. Um, but like I'm still newish at doing it. So like I want to make sure that I'm capturing everything, you know. The other thing too is contact content warnings were not a big thing like five or six years ago. Right. They were very, very few and far between. In fact, most of the books that are on the market today wouldn't be allowed to be published back then. Eggs, yeah. And I don't yeah. think a lot of people realize this because I have a erotica book that has a daddy type figure in it. And um, I couldn't publish it anywhere except Amazon. Barnes and right. Noble wouldn't take it. Nobody else would take Jeez. it they, yeah. because it was against their community guidelines. And so because of that, it was only allowed to be on Amazon. And now nobody cares. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, yeah whatever. As, yeah. You want to go disfigure somebody and then, you know, screw the corpse afterwards? Cool. We have five yeah. of those books on the shelves exactly. already. Exactly. Exactly. Like, wow. How did and it honest, change this much? It exactly. just blows my mind. It blows me my too. mind. And to be honest, like, I don't even think I realized about, like, content warnings until i got on tiktok which was yeah, after same. the publication of my second book or else both of those books would have content warnings in them and when i wrote vampire's kiss I'm like this has to have content warnings vampire's kiss uh marked by the vampire it actually says things to know before you read mm -hmm. because i've heard the zon is starting to crack down yeah um it, we have to get creative with those lists now and it, um it's interesting how why it would suddenly change and it's like you guys are making millions off of things like haunting adeline and priest exactly. and exactly. you're making so much money off of these really big name books that have some exactly. really terrible things in them exactly would make some people just go oh my god are you okay exactly. why would you read this exactly exactly and i will say marked by the vampire um i forgot and i did mark it as 18 plus it's not up on their main page like, oh, if you search okay. Marked by the Vampire or you search my name, it's not up on the main page. And I'm like, I'm going to have to just be better about marketing this stuff. Um, well, I mean, I think I know some authors don't click the button. I think it makes you click the button now because my other three books, I don't have the button kept clicked. So I thought, it, like, I either click the button by accident or it wouldn't let me click. It wouldn't let me go forward before. I clicked the button. Huh. Okay. Um, I know for me it was a checkbox when I looked, but yeah. Well, the new edition may totally change because uh, it's gonna have some uh, smutty scenes in it. So yes, <laughs> here for it. I mean, I don't. Yeah. The thing is, it's like I think to myself, I'm just like I, I could go back and uncheck it, but also like I'm like that feels dishonest because it is an 18 plus book. I know. Okay, so let me replace you know? this. You can uncheck it, but you can set the age range on it. Ah, so you, know you can set it to then. eighteen plus, and um, just leave it at that. Um, because I I did that with uh, winning Jen. Oh, okay. Because winning so Jen had include... the box click to it, and so I okay. unclicked it, and I was like, um, even the winning Jen is terrible. Just for the record, okay. um, so I can change yes. To... Okay, so I can change yes yes to no, and then set yes. the age. Yeah, I'm you should be able to then. just unclick it, and then you should be able okay. to set the age range. Hopefully, yeah. unless they yeah. change things. Amazon, quit yeah. being a stickler in a butt, please. Just let us sell our books. You I still mean, make money of, off of it. Honestly, you're making a lot of money off these books now. 
Yeah, just probably more than off a lot of traditionally marketed books. So. Honestly, yeah. Like the book talk has made a lot of retailers very happy. So mm-hmm. <laughs> very um, true. I think about like the all the different new things. Like I never read dark romance before I got on book talk. It was funny because I used to market as a dark romance mm-hmm. author. But that was a different kind of dark romance because dark romance back in the day when, you know, back in my day when I, don't make me sound like I'm so damn old. Um, But back in the day when I was heavily in the industry and all that dark romance Mm -hmm. meant that you had like heavy paranormal romance, you had horror, there was blood and some gore and some murder Mm -hmm. and all those things. But it wasn't centered around those kinds of things. It was centered around the story itself. Um, so then you, you know, fast forward to today and you look at books at like Haunting Adeline, where Mm -hmm. I think he sent her a box of severed hands, trigger warning for anybody who hasn't read the book. Um, we have not read the book. Oh, sorry. (laughs) By the way, I don't care about spoiler spoilers. Um, Don't worry about me. Like, I'm like, people will tell me that all the time. I'm like, oh, I haven't read that. They're like, sorry. I'm like, no, it's fine. I'm not. (laughs) TV shows and books and movies. I'm not really worried about spoiler that's fair that's fair i'm not i'm not fussed about it (laughs) so uh if you haven't read the book i didn't really spoil a whole lot for you but that's that's okay um there it is one of those things that if you would put that in the book and Uh you sent it said it it was a romantic gesture back then (laughs) then it would have been like excuse me yeah lady you need therapy are you okay Yeah. yeah and now it's just like eh, whatever now we're like, oh, we sent her a severed hand. You must really love her. I'm assuming they're the se- I'm assuming they're the severed hands of the enemies or people yeah, who have dared, t- or have dared touch her. Yes. I mean, I love touch her and die vibes. So, mm. I mean, I admit yes. it. Yes. Oh my god, I love touch her and die vibes. Yeah. Like, that is one of my oh, favorite tropes. That is one of my favorite tropes in the whole wide world. And it's mm-hmm. who did this to you? Yes. Uh, yes. Like as soon, like one of the books I just recently read that um, I actually just interviewed the authors on the last episode prior to this one, and that was author Elizabeth authors Elizabeth Helen. Um, in their book Woven by Gold, they finally get to the "Who did this to you?" scene, and I oh. squealed in excitement because oh, so many good things happened in that scene. If you want to know more, go buy the book and read it. Woven by Gold, to. and that's book two of the okay. Best of the Briar series. Fantastic series. Um. One of my favorite all-time series now. So, I'm writing it down. <laughs> so good. Oh, it is so so good. Um, but anywho, uh, I digress about that. And I'm sorry to everyone who's listening to this podcast. I'm never going to shut up about that book series <laughs> ever. It's my. Well, I'm glad you mentioned it. I'm glad you mentioned it because now I'm just like. The funny thing is, um, I had the same favorite book for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And that was Blood and Chocolate. And then I saw a TikTok video about um, Bonded by Thorns, which is book one in that series. And I was like, wow, that sounds really good. And so I went and downloaded a copy, read it in, I think, three days. Okay. And when I got done, it kicked my number one book out of the number one spot. Ooh. Out of a 20-year streak and kicked it out. And it's like, nope, bye. You can get kicked to the floor now. You're done. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you had me at Faye. So uh, yeah, there's just... Faye. There's Werewolves. There's... Um, Beautiful cover. Why Choose Romance. Uh, just 
you know, so many great things. And right. yeah, just well, so just, good. So good. I, I have Kindle Unlimited, so I've just pulled that one down. You will love it. Trust me. It is so, so good. I have, I don't think I have met anybody that didn't like the book. Okay. I'm dying to read it now. Yeah. So you're, you're going to love it. And I, I expect a full book report when you're done. Tell me how you liked Absolutely. it. <laughs> Absolutely. For the rest of the day, I'm going to forget that I have it because I've got stuff that I need to finish today. Right. But like tomorrow's <laughs> reading day. I love that so much. Um, so anyway, we got about 15 minutes left on the show. Let's talk a little bit about what you've got coming up. Obviously, you've got um, continuations of your stories. Do you yep. have any books you haven't talked about that you want to tease a little bit? And uh, do you have any events coming up? So I don't have an event coming up. I do have, so if any narrators hear this, I have open auditions up on ACX right now for Vampire's Kiss. Oh, nice. Yeah, because I would like to turn that into an audiobook, And I will admit, I've been having trouble getting people to audition for it. So I'm hoping to get, I've only got a couple of auditions thus far, and I'm hoping to get um, some more auditions for that. Um, I am working on a couple things. I have a Kindle Vela that is uh, the sequel to Vampire's Kiss. Um, that's, I'm going to hopefully finish the Vela up this year and then get the book out next year. Okay. Um, I've got kind of a dragon smut short that I'm working on. Ooh, we love the dragons. Mm-hmm. Prehensile tail. Um, and, um, I also have another Kindle Bella, which is a Hades and Persephone kind of modern retelling that I'm also hoping to finish at some point soon and probably get out as kind of a book next year at some point. Awesome. I've been writing sort of in my head, kind of a contemporary real kind of spicy romance but i don't know what if anything i'm going to do with that and probably not going to see it till next year if i do anything with it okay that's fair but it might it might go up on kindle bella this year if i get a few more uh chapters done i think i might throw it up on kindle bella oh okay so yeah. um and for everybody who's listening let's talk a little bit about kindle bella because kindle bella was even new to me so it may not be something that uh the listeners know a whole lot about mm -hmm. um how can people get involved with the Kindle Vela? So it's um, obviously because it's Kindle. It is put on by Amazon. I don't know if they're still beta. And I think it's still just open to U.S. residents at the moment, which is seriously annoying because a lot of writers do it. Um, it is serialized stories. So authors will post like chapters or episodes like every week, you know, a couple of weeks, maybe like, you know, a set schedule. I'm awful for a set schedule. I actually have to look at set schedules. So if you go to amazon.com, you can look up Kindle Vela there. You could just look up Vela or you can just sort of um, Google Kindle Vela. It's so it doesn't, it does cost, but it doesn't cost. So the way that it works is you get to read the first three stories, uh, first three episodes of anything free. And they also give you 200, they, if I believe they're still doing this, they give you 200 tokens to start. Um, so that if you get past series three, each, each episode or chapter after the third one has a certain number of tokens involved with it. Like it's this many tokens, it's that many tokens, and you use the tokens in order to read the episodes. Tokens themselves are actually not very expensive. 200 tokens are $1.99, mm -hmm. 525 tokens 
which is an average of 21 episodes or five bucks. 1100 tokens, which are 44 episodes or $10. And I think the most expensive option is 1700 tokens, which is an average of 68 episodes for $15. I don't have that good of a memory. I just brought it up on my laptop. <laughs> that is totally fair. And, yeah. um, you know, just kind of glancing also at like Vampire's Kiss, if you want to unlock all of the episodes past the first three, it's only 118 tokens. So, okay, that's, um, that's okay. and it, it was easy yeah. for me to claim my tokens. All it is is a click and just very simple. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's kind of cool. Basically, Amazon created a streaming service for books. Yes. So I guess it's uh, people have said it's a lot like Radish, which I haven't I used don't even yet. know what that is. Um, so the, for, for authors, it's a little, uh, different so that if you, you can turn your, you can turn this into your stories into a book that you release and you can go wide with it. You just have to make sure the story is marked complete and it has to be complete for 30 days before you can publish. Okay. That's fair. Um, and if anybody has questions, they're more than welcome to ask me about it. Um, I would say that it's one of those things, like some authors do great at it. When I first got on, I did really, it doesn't pay a ton. Um, there's generally you make money by getting bonuses. I got a $5 bonus last month, which I thought was hysterical. I was like, <laughs> five bucks. I haven't even seen anyone on my Vela. So um, it's, I think it's harder for indie authors. Like a lot of large or established authors use it. Mm -hmm. um i know some indie authors have had really really good luck with it i would like to like maybe just pet them and get a little bit of their mojo where that's concerned <laughs> i like doing it just because sometimes i just get to play around with new things and see if i like it and that's obvious that's what i did with vampire's kiss i just played around with it to see if i thought i was gonna like it and i did i think that is super awesome and yeah. super cool yeah. um I, you know, Kindle Vela is one of those things that when I looked at it, I was like, what on earth? I don't know what this yeah. is. Why do, yeah. How do I get involved with this? And yeah. apparently it's not super difficult. It's actually really easy. And um, I think it's kind of cool. I think it's an interesting idea. Yep. I will, will keep close tabs on it because I'd like to see how it plays out in the future. Same. Very much the same. I hope that I would like them to open it world like to all the Amazons because I think it would actually help especially indie authors um as well and if you decide to check out my vela and you were like oh vampire's trouble read vampire's kiss first there you go <laughs> because it's it's the sequel it's uh actually clara and dregs's story and you find out dregs's real name and you don't want to spoil that for yourself you want to get to know him a little bit first and then you can go spoil his real name there you go you guys heard it here first so where can author or author let me rephrase that. Let me try again because all the words went. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, let's try that Where's one more that time. <laughs> uh, where can people go to connect with you on social media? Okay, so I um, I'm on Instagram and TikTok, and I'm at La Cohen Writes on both. Okay. And on Facebook, it's just Lori Ann Cohen Author. I have a website, which is laurieannecohenwrites.com, but I'm going to be honest to tell you I haven't looked at in a long time. Um, so I think you can send me an email from it. Um, but probably the best way to do it is TikTok or um, Instagram or Facebook are probably mm -hmm. the three best places to find me. I believe I'm also on Tumblr as L.A. Cohen writes, but I haven't looked at that in a while. 
I don't ever hardly use Tumblr at all. Same. So Same. Tumblr's kind of like that forgotten app that sits on the back of my phone. It's like, oh, True. hey, you still exist. True. Cool. Yep. Yep. I'm never going to open you again. But you'll sit yep. there. <laughs> yep. And I'm not on and I'm not on threads because I don't like the fact that I wouldn't be able to delete it without deleting my Instagram account. That pisses me off. Oh, really? I thought yeah. that they said that, that they fixed that. They have not fixed it yet as oh. far as I know. Well, also, I don't have time to get on another social media platform. I really don't either. either. I really I don't either. I was never on Twitter that much anyway, so I don't care that much. I did Twitter really hardcore until Musk took over. And yeah, then I after that, I, I was that. just like, you know what? No, I'm done. Uh, I, I don't like, um, as uh, one of my favorite TikTokers mm -hmm. calls him, uh, Elon Muscatina. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, so I, I, I don't go back. I think I have stuff that auto posts over there, but I don't do anything there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm between the podcasts and trying to run the YouTube and trying to slowly and learn how to do the TikTok thing other than watch mm -hmm. and like and comment. Um, right. I, I'm okay at Instagram, but half the time I forget social media exists. <laughs> Yes. And it's like, yeah, oh, no, I'm I supposed it. to post that. Oh, whoops. Oopsies. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. So go find my content. Um, I haven't posted anything in like a week or so because I forgot it exists. Yeah. Welcome to the neurodivergent brain. Yeah. I'm probably on TikTok most of the time. Um, yeah. More than not. I actually was just thinking, I'm like, I should probably post a video today about the, about something. It's just, <laughs> but it's, I mean, but it's TikTok. So like videos that I'd stitch or that are ridiculous, you know, where I choose the best nineties emo band get, you know, do well, but like anything else is just like, no. So yeah. I'm trying to be good about like the stick to but also for someone who does theater, you'd think I'd like want to be on TikTok more. You think such... that I was a theater kid too. And you'd think that as yeah. well. And it's like, I like to watch the theater TikToks. Those are yeah. fun. I like to watch the skits and, uh, you know, all yeah. the episodes of them. And, um, you know, I like to do those things, but it's like, I have to be on camera. No, yeah, thank I'm you. I'm good. I'm still, yeah, I'm still, because when, you know, when I do a show, I'm not looking at myself doing it. Exactly. Like, and I will, I will admit that when people take pictures of any show I have done, I ignore a lot of them. Um, but just like I don't want to look at pictures of myself but like with a TikTok like I'm very focused on the fact that I'm staring at myself while I'm recording and it's like it just weirds me out yes I feel that in my soul in my bones and everywhere mm -hmm. in between mm -hmm. um yep. that <laughs> it's so weird and it's like okay um I don't care if you look at me but I don't want to look at me <laughs> exactly exactly like and then you know I'm like when I have to be myself I'm like all right well okay I guess. Ooh, weird. <laughs> it's like, do I know how to be myself? Have I learned that yet? Is that a skill exactly. I know? <laughs> uh, I'm turning 54 next month and I'm not sure that I've gotten there yet. <laughs> I feel that so much in my bones. Uh, well, Lori, this has been absolutely fantastic. We have digressed a little bit, but this has been such a wonderful conversation. I'm so glad that we got to connect and talk. Same. And uh, whenever your books come out, come back by the show. We'll talk all about absolutely. them. And then we'll talk about everything else because apparently that's what we do. Apparently that's our relationship now with besties. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, I had a lot of fun. Thank you so much. You are very welcome. So everybody who's listening to this, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening to us digress and talk about all the cool stuff in the author world. And 
read Lori's books. Just yes, buy please, them. <laughs> please, Support please them. read my books and <laughs> make sure you are also supporting your authors by leaving reviews, yes. even if you don't like the book. That's okay. You can still yes. say, I didn't like the book. It wasn't yes. for me. You don't have to be yes. mean about it. Nope. Um, but you can still leave a review because reviews help authors more than you know. And you. make sure that you are taking care of yourself. You're being kind to yourself and being kind to others. And I'll see you all next time. Bye, everyone.